I'm all right, everybody. Welcome to drinking at Mo's. Big Mo here. Be sure YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. That YouTube algorithm is a pain in the ass, so all that stuff helps out with it. We're on pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast today. I have with me one of the guys behind Destination Pro. How are you doing? Busy and tired. I, I can imagine. I know uh, a lot of the guys I know down here when it comes to their weekends is pretty much all filled up. Uh, my in-ring stuff right now is still on hiatus. Like I'm, I haven't been able – I won't be cleared for a while. Ah. But just living regular life, getting things set up for Destination Pros, keeping me quite busy. Oh, I can imagine. I know I have a – as far as in-ring stuff, I know that can, you know, take, stuff can take a toll. I have a friend out of California that beat stage four colon cancer, and he's just getting cleared to start working out without restrictions. I know he's pretty freaking excited. That's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Very happy for him. But uh, first thing I'd like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan and then got you started getting into actually getting in there. As a fan, well, I'd say growing up, it was just always around me. I went through my uncles and my dad, and that was kind of the thing that we had that bonded us. Mm. But just growing up, it's always been around me. I think it's always, oh, pardon me, stuck with me. I've attached to had a love for it since my earliest memories being wrestling. Oh yeah. And then what got you started, you know, finally deciding to make the leap into doing it. I have a strange brain that just told me that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, there was no other option for me, man. Like growing up, I, the other things I liked was a, a radio DJ or a comic book. Mm. And I'm not that talented at drawing. I'm okay. And radio DJ, I live in Northwest Minnesota. It's, the market's not great. So pro wrestling has always been the thing. Oh, yeah. Especially up uh, Minnesota. I know they have a good uh, scene. I know, I believe, I'm not sure if you were at Fully Loaded Wrestling in North Dakota when I I only ever got to go to one show there. I'm not sure if you were on it at the time, but they did one of their double weekends where I think one was in Fargo and one was just across the border in Minnesota. Oh, would that be Detroit Lakes? Yes. I was on that show. That was actually the first time I ever wrestled for uh -huh. a, a funny story about that. I wrestled that weekend with a sprained spine. Ouch. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, because I remember that weekend in particular because I had talked to the guys that ran it, and I still occasionally talk to them, and I was like, you know, the, the some of the shows they ran were probably a little bit too far of a drive for me doing it by myself. 
they were normally stationed out in Minot. So yeah, Minot. Yeah, I was trying to remember the one of the other towns they did a lot in. And then I'm like, you know what, Fargo would be doable. So when that show came up, I forget which one of them they offered. Since I was making the drive by myself, that I could be the special guest ring announcer for the the guns and beer tag match that first night mm-hmm. and i was just like uh you're telling me i can be in the ring with a microphone yes please <laughs> sounds like that <laughs> oh yeah it, it was a fun time i good lord i remember the after party and getting hammered and wandering up as somebody was singing karaoke not even thinking i was gonna really sing any of it but before i know it one of them shoves a microphone in my face and there i am drunkenly singing she fucking hates me that's a good one if you're doing karaoke oh yeah although i i will admit for me to get up and do karaoke i gotta have a little liquid courage in me (laughs) i'm gonna say both I, I can't do that shit sober. But uh, hey, I'm surprisingly shy outside of the ring. So people that, are quite surprised. That is very much so me outside of the outside of the podcast. I, not as shy as I was before the Navy. Good Lord, I probably wouldn't have been able to get up the nerve to even do anything with the podcast before the Navy. But mm. Navy kind of beat that out of me. But the first thing I kind of like to, well, I want to get into here is what got the idea rolling for Destination Pro? Because I know you mentioned about, you know, the in-ring side of things for you was going on a little bit of a hiatus. So what got Destination Pro coming from that? So I live in a town in uh, Thief River Falls, <laughs> and what we have around here for like quality wrestling shows is a few and far between, basically nothing. Uh, the shows I would say are quality is like a time bomb, but that's even mm. in Grand Forks and Fargo. So nothing here, and they're more of a like teenage, like late teenagers, early twenties. Yeah. It's that kind of wrestling. I'm. Thief River doesn't have something like that. So I thought, why can't Thief River have a little more of a family-friendly kind of version of that? That That's makes kind sense. kind of a family, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and since the, the wrestling that Thief River would get is like, you know, the most embarrassing indie show you've been to. It's insulting to half the people call themselves wrestlers. And then I'm going, well, me traveling around and seeing some talented people and like, quality events and then being up in my area and be like oh, this is what they think i do I'm like, god i need to do my best <laughs> to help change that around here and then see fervor is also a since it's a small it's growing it's a growing town like we've got two big factories they've got quite a few jobs and it's got a college a community college but there isn't a lot of entertainment like there is like there's a barn or like a barn dance or like something for adults to go drinking at or for kids to go goof around at. 
there's nothing for both of them. Nah. And I was like, man, pro wrestling is the best thing for that. Because you have the drinking, you have the music, and then the kids get the caption and the characters, like, and then you just put it together and it's a blast for everyone. Oh, it very well can be when you put a show together, right? I know here in Omaha area, we one promotion's on a bit of a hiatus, understandably so. Yes. Other other one they I I got nothing but good things to say about him because hell, the guy that runs it officiated my damn wedding. So I got nothing but great things to say about them. Then there's another one here in the area that, like you said, I went to one show there and I left early. Like two of my friends had a match and I was like, it was really bad. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm here for them. So I'll stick around, congratulate them after their match because I had a good feeling they were going to win. And then I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've but, had a few people say, oh, I was at the bar and they had this really crappy ring in the back of a yard. I'm like, yeah, that's not quite really what I do, man. But <laughs> you had fun, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, and you bring in quality people, get the good matches yeah. going. Like you guys was reading through and I've just been able to, in doing homework, get to watch some of the matches that you guys have. Um, like there's been posted on Facebook and YouTube, yep. but some of the talent you guys have been bringing in, they're like Blair Onyx, great female talent, doing great things. Uh, another person that I actually have some familiarity with through some the friends of mine over at warrior wrestling out of Chicago storm Grayson. Oh yeah. Although little bone to pick with him there, he's aligned with Frank the clown. And I, that guy annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> Don't know him personally, but I assume you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I got invited down to when they went to St. Louis and he was having a little bit of a thing there with uh, Athena. She's switched names, so it was kind of... I'm still getting kind of used to it a little bit, but, you know, the moment she walked in, you can hear him kind of in this high-pitched scream just run off, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can say this. Storm is a great talent and a great person to deal with. I don't know about the people he associates with him, so that's on him this time. Oh, yeah, no. It, you cannot take the, the talent of that guy away from just because of associating with Frank the Clown, but yeah. that's whatever. But then a couple other guys that you had in there that, you know, if you're a fan of independent wrestling in the Midwest, you know of these guys. Well, heck, the last three that I really had on the list, Eric Cannon, Darren Corbin, and a good buddy of mine, Duke Cornell. Like, if you are, like I said, a fan of wrestling in the Midwest, you especially know of 
Cannon and Corbin. And then I feel like people are now starting to really get familiar with Duke Cornell because good God, that guy is a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cannon has been uh, a guy, Cannon and Corbin for the most part have been around my career for, since I started in wrestling. And always kind of helped me out and guided me on certain things. Corbin's kind of a dickhead right now, but that's besides the point. Uh, Ken has kind of helped me out, like, try to, if I have questions on certain aspects, because it's a new venture I'm in right now. Like, he's one of the few guys I can go to, like, hey, what's going on with this? Or what do I do to capitalize on another? But yeah, that was another thing about Destination Pro was we've got such good talent in the Midwest. It's not just, like, I shouldn't have to bring in eight WWE X guys when there's enough talent in this place. We should make them appear the stars that they, they're going to be. Oh, I yeah. Highlight. As like, you look at the California indie scene over the last few years. Hmm. They're booming. Why can't yeah. Minnesota be like that? We've got the talent. Oh, yeah. Midwest in general. We need to give a, the talent a platform that they can be proud of to be on and then an audience and we can push away the other lesser than shows and be like, I want to come work and do the Minnesota territory. A little bit. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you bring up a good point. There's crazy talent all throughout the Midwest. You go, I mean, Chicago is another booming spot for mm-hmm. wrestling in the Midwest. Uh, I brought up St. Louis earlier. They got a good thing going with. They've uh, been bumping off last couple of years. They they got some crazy stuff. Kansas City has been. They had some good things, although I hear uh, Journey Pro. I think it was was the one that was shutting down here soon. So that's gonna take away a little bit. But then even even Omaha and the guys in Omaha through Des Moines. There's that crazy talent belt all throughout that yeah even omaha has been getting like the new crop of talent has been are great to deal with i'm trying to i've like uh nino hatchet mm. uh brixton nash those guys great. i brought them in on my last couple of events and in ring wise or dealing with wise all amazing i would love dealing with and I'm just, I'd like to get them in the ground levels to like highlight them because I think they'll be big things in growing up or going forward. Oh, totally agree with all three of those guys, really. I've had uh, Nash and McGregor on the podcast before, and this was, I believe, right before. Excuse me. Let me.
I'm all right, everybody. Welcome, to drinking at Mo's. Big Mo here. Be sure YouTube like, subscribe, comment. That YouTube algorithm is a pain in the ass, so all that stuff helps out with it. We're on pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast today. I have with me one of the guys behind Destination Pro. How are you doing? Busy and tired. I, I can imagine. I know uh, a lot of the guys I know down here when it comes to their weekends is pretty much all filled up. Uh, my in-ring stuff right now is still on hiatus. Like I'm, I haven't been able, I won't be cleared for a while. Ah. But just living regular life, getting things set up for Destination Pros, keeping me quite busy. Oh, I can imagine. I know I have a, as far as in-ring stuff, I know that can, you know, take, stuff can take a toll. I have a friend out of California that beat stage four colon cancer, and he's just getting cleared to start working out without restrictions. I know he's pretty freaking excited. That's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Very happy for him. But uh, first thing I'd like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan and then got you started getting into actually getting in there. As a fan, well, I'd say growing up, it was just always around me. I was through my uncles and my dad, and that was kind of the thing that we had that bonded us. Mm. But just growing up, it's always been around me. I think it's always, oh, pardon me, stuck with me. I'm attached to had a love for it since my earliest memories being wrestling. Oh yeah. And then what got you started, you know, finally deciding to make the leap into doing it. I have a strange brain that just told me that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, there was no other option for me, man. Like growing up, I, the other things I liked was a, a radio DJ or a comic book. Mm. And I'm not that talented at drawing. I'm okay. And radio DJ, I live in Northwest Minnesota. It's the market's not great, so pro wrestling has always been the thing. Oh yeah, especially up uh, Minnesota. I know they have a good uh, scene. I know. I believe. I'm not sure if you were at fully loaded wrestling in North Dakota when I I only ever got to go to one show there. I'm not sure if you were on it at the time, but they did one of their double weekends where I think one was in Fargo and one was just across the border in Minnesota. Oh, would that be Detroit Lakes? Yes. I was on that show. That was actually the first time I ever wrestled. Uh, I a funny story about that. I wrestled that weekend with a sprained spine. Ouch. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, because I remember that weekend in particular because I had talked to the guys that ran it, and I still occasionally talk to them, and I was like, you know, the, the some of the shows they ran were probably a little bit too far of a drive for me doing it by myself. 
They're normally from, stationed out in Minot. So. Yeah, Minot. Yeah, I was trying to remember the one of the other towns they did a lot in. And then I'm like, you know what? Fargo would be doable. So when that show came up, I forget which one of them they offered since I was making the drive by myself that I could be the special guest ring announcer for the the guns and beer tag match that first night. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, you're telling me I can be in the ring with a microphone? Yes, please. <laughs> Sounds like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was a fun time. I, Good Lord, I remember the after party and getting hammered and wandering up as somebody was singing karaoke, not even thinking I was going to really sing any of it but before i know it one of them shoves a microphone in my face and there i am drunkenly singing she fucking hates me that's a good one if you're doing karaoke oh yeah although i i will admit for me to get up and do karaoke i gotta have a little liquid courage in me (laughs) i'm in the same boat i i can't do that shit sober but uh i'm surprisingly shy outside of the ring so people that, are quite surprised. That is very much so me outside of the outside of the podcast. I, not as shy as I was before the Navy. Good Lord, I probably wouldn't have been able to get up the nerve to even do anything with the podcast before the Navy. But mm. the Navy kind of beat that out of me. But uh, first thing I kind of like to, well... I want to get into here is what got the idea rolling for destination pro because I know you mentioned about, you know, the in-ring side of things for you was going on a little bit of a hiatus. So what got destination pro coming from that? So I live in a town in uh, Thief River Falls mm. and what we have around here for like quality wrestling shows is a few and far between basically nothing. Uh, the shows I would say are quality is like a time bomb, but that's even mm. in Grand Forks and Fargo. So nothing here. And they're more of a like teenage, like late teenagers, early twenties. Yeah. It's that kind of wrestling. I'm Thief River doesn't have something like that. So I thought, why can't Thief River have a little more of a family-friendly kind of version of that? That That's makes kind sense. Of a family man. Yeah, um, and, and since the the wrestling that Thief River would get is like, you know, the most embarrassing indie show you've been to, it's insulting to half the people call themselves wrestlers. And then I'm going, well, me traveling around and seeing some talented people and like quality events. And then being up in my area and be like, oh, this is what they think I do. I'm like, God, I need to do my best <laughs> to help change that around here. And then Thief River is also, a, since it's a small, it's growing, it's a growing town. Like we've got two big factories. They've got quite a few jobs and it's got a college, a community college. But there isn't a lot of entertainment. Like there is, like there's a barn or like a barn dance or like something for adults to go drinking at. Mm-hmm. or for kids to go goof around at. 
there's nothing for both of them. Nah. And I was like, man, pro wrestling is the best thing for that. Because you have the drinking, you have the music, and then the kids get the caption and the characters, like, and then you just put it together and it's a blast for everyone. Oh, it very well can be when you put a show together, right? I know here in Omaha area, we one promotion's on a bit of a hiatus, understandably so. Yes. Other other one they I I got nothing but good things to say about them because hell, the guy that runs it officiated my damn wedding. So I got nothing but great things to say about them. Then there's another one here in the area that, like you said, I went to one show there and I left early. Like two of my friends had a match and I was like, it was really bad. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm here for them. So I'll stick around, congratulate them after their match. Because I had a good feeling they were going to win. Mm. And then I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've but, had a few people say, oh, I was at the bar and they had this really crappy ring in the back of a yard. I'm like, yeah, that's not quite really what I do, man. But I <laughs> had fun, I guess. Oh, yeah. No. And you bring in quality people, get the good matches yeah. going like you guys was reading through and I've just been able to in doing homework get to watch some of the matches that you guys have on like there's been posted on Facebook and YouTube yep. but some of the talent you guys have been bringing in they're like Blair Onyx great female talent doing great things uh, another person that I actually have some familiarity with through some the friends of mine over at Warrior Wrestling out of Chicago, Storm Grayson. Oh yeah. Although little bone to pick with him, there he's aligned with Frank the Clown, and I, that guy annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't know him personally, but I assume you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The I got invited down to when they went to St. Louis. And he was having a little bit of a thing there with uh, Athena. She's switched names. So it was kind of, I'm still getting kind of used to it a little bit. But, you know, the moment she walked in, you can hear him kind of in this high pitched scream just run off. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can say this. Storm is a great talent and a great person to deal with. I don't know about the people he associates with him, so that's on him this time. Oh, yeah, no. It, you cannot take the, the talent of that guy away from just because of associating with Frank the Clown, but yeah. that's whatever. But then a couple other guys that you had in there that, you know, if you're a fan of independent wrestling in the midwest you know of these guys well heck the last three that i really had on the list eric cannon darren corbin and a good buddy of mine duke cornell like if you are a like i said a fan of wrestling in the midwest you especially know of 
Cannon and Corbin. And then I feel like people are now starting to really get familiar with Duke Cornell because good God, that guy is a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cannon has been uh, a guy, Cannon and Corbin for the most part have been around my career for, since I started in wrestling. And always kind of helped me out and guided me on certain things. Corbin's kind of a dickhead right now, but that's besides the point. Uh, Cannon's kind of helped me out, like, try to, if I have questions on certain aspects, because it's a new venture I'm in right now. Like, he's one of the few guys I can go to, like, hey, what's going on with this? Or what do I do to capitalize on another? But yeah, that was another thing about Destination Pro was we've got such good talent in the Midwest. It's not just like I shouldn't have to bring in eight WWE X guys when there's enough talent in this place. We should make them appear the stars that they they're going to be. Oh yeah. Highlight. As like you look at the California indie scene over the last few years. They're booming. Why can't yeah. Minnesota be like that? We've got the talent. Oh, yeah. Midwest in general. We need to give a, the talent a platform that they can be proud of to be on, and then an audience, and we can push away the other lesser-than shows and be like, I want to come work and do the Minnesota territory. A little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you bring up a good point. There's crazy talent all throughout the midwest you go i mean chicago is another booming spot for mm-hmm. wrestling in the midwest uh so i brought up st louis earlier they got a good thing going with they've uh, been bumping off last couple of years they they got some crazy stuff kansas city has been they had some good things although i hear uh Journey Pro, I think it was, was the one that was shutting down here soon. So that's going to take away a little bit. But then even even Omaha and the guys in Omaha through Des Moines, there's that crazy talent belt all throughout that. Yeah. Even Omaha has been getting like, the new crop of talent has been are great to deal with. I'm trying to – I have like uh, Nino Hatchet, mm. uh, Brixton Nash. Uh, Those guys, I brought them in on my last couple of events. And in ring-wise, or dealing with-wise, I'm amazing. I love dealing with them. And I'm just, I'd like to get them in the ground levels to, like, highlight them. Because I think they'll be big things in growing up, or going forward. I totally agree with all three of those guys, really. I've had uh, Nash and McGregor on the podcast before, and... This was, I believe, right before. All right, everybody. One, two, thank the sponsor today, Reaper Apparel. One, two, encourage everybody to break out of the comfort zone, live their best self, which I very much support. They got great apparel, hats, shirts, beanies, hoodies, all that good shit. Be sure. When you go on to reaperapparel.com, use the code DRINKIN for 10% off your order. Let's fucking go. Oh, 
All right, everybody. That's what happens when you record on your phone. You have people trying to call you, but get right back to it. We were talking about Brixton Ness and J- Jameson McGregor. Wow, I was having a bit of a tongue twister there. Um, yeah, no, those guys, I believe it was. Pardon me one right. second. Oh, yeah. You, you little nerd. <laughs> but yeah, I'm one to say it was right. It might have been right before the show that they won the Magnum Wrestling Tag Team titles, which yeah, they might still have them. Hopefully, whenever Magnum gets back up and going, we'll uh, get some of that sorted out. But yeah, <sighs> Nino and those and those two crazy good and sky's the limit for those guys. Yeah. But uh what are some of your future plans for when it comes to Destination Pro? Like maybe types of shows you want to put on, places you want to go, people you might want to bring in. Um well the list of people I want to bring in is endless. That's just if they're decent and good, like, well, if they're good in the ring, I also like just bringing in good people for me to hang out. Oh, yeah. That's that's always a pleasure for myself. Make my job easier. Nice. But uh, the goals for Destination Pro right now is uh, run a few more events. Uh, we like kind of the pace that we're on at the moment, but expanding it a little bit. We're going to uh, – you, I guess you'll get some breaking news here. We're going to try – this summer to expand a little bit and maybe test the waters with some new towns, maybe even check out a new venue because there's a pretty cool thing I'm working on, but I can't go into too much detail. I got you. But other than that, I, um, there's this place in Thief River called uh, an old auditorium and like Minnesota wrestling, everyone goes back to AWA. But actually, it's a building AWA used to run. Mm. So my goal is once we kind of have this locked in even more and we expand a little bit is to eventually try and do something really big at that auditorium. But that would be something pretty killer. I mean, especially with the history the place has with the promotion that you know people that consider themselves wrestling historians will look back on the history that place has with the AWA. Yes. And uh, I know Minnesota Wrestling, the, the, and we already talked about the amount of talent you could bring in, so I can understand how, you know, talking about, you know, a list of people you might want to bring in can be kind of endless. And also a good thing of, you know, having people in there that you know you can you know hang out with before or after because you know as they always said some of the best business in the wrestling industry was done you know after the bar. at the bars half the reason i got booked anywhere people like hanging with me <laughs> yeah i know i more stories i had from that fully loaded trip where you know, drinking alongside Eric Cannon, now uh, the guy, now going by Warhorse. Uh, 
person now going by Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. That was that was something else. Like I I remember when she first went to WWE, and I'm like, holy shit, I remember meeting her before this. But uh I know you guys have advertised uh an event out in uh April, I'm wanting to say out in April 15th. April 15th. How's that one coming along? Uh right now we just finalized the card. Uh it's going to we got some new people out from the Chicago area coming up again. We got an old face from the Chicago area coming back. Uh Card itself, uh, I can't allow to release too much detail on it. Uh, Understandable. Brian Cruz is going to defend the Destination Pro Championship for the first time. Nice. Uh, the tournament was a great tournament. Uh, wish I could have been in it, but <clears throat> doctors say elsewise. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a card in April. Like what we. <laughs> Each show we have is something I look to try and mix it up, but continue like people like NDS are known with our audience. And then uh, Duke Cornell, known with the audience. Like Slater couldn't make it in December, but we'll be back in April. Uh, I We've got a good, another thing that like with Destination Pro is uh, some people think with how we do our events quarterly, they may forget certain talents, but our crowd, if you stick out, they remember you. And the Snake Pits builds up a uh, fan base mm-hmm. later. When when he got uh, sick on the last event, I had, we had to pull him. I had so many people be like, oh, we love Slater. So all that means, like, even with the irregularity of the time, they stick out and remember, our audience remembers him. So oh. they're not the spoiled indie fans. Mm. They're like, oh, we're going to get the best wrestling every month. No, yeah. they, they they grow attachment with the ones they like. And the added bonuses is the matches are awesome. That That is true. You know, you get, you know, some places where the shows don't happen every month. Well, you might have some people worrying about, oh, I'm are they really going to remember this person or that person? If you put, like you said, if you put on a good show and really stick out to those people that that's going to make every time those shows do happen that much more special. That's another thing I think is so kind of special with our crowd is they're the most best way I can describe it as a modern version of an old school crowd. Like they they very much appreciate like the high athletic wrestling, but they love the characters too. They're mm-hmm. not, they haven't seen the same matches 80 bazillion times. It's new up here to them. And like you say, a good quality product, like people walk in the door and then they see the lights and see the, everything going on. They're like, oh, this is awesome. So it even feels like more of an event. We're drinking, oh, yeah. we're having fun, music's playing, lights are going. They get to interact with the wrestlers. Even though in the street fight, uh, Riley Jackson decided to use a kid as a weapon. <laughs> Luckily, the, the mom was super cool about it. So <laughs> yay on that one. 
Oh yeah, no, and I can imagine that that kid had stories to tell oh, yeah. for for forever, really. Mm-hmm. You know, always gonna look back on like, dude, I remember the time I got used as a weapon <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah, even on that event, we had a a dad, they the uh, him and his kid come to every one of our events, and he reached out to me pre like prior to the event saying, Hey, it's my son's birthday. Pat me up. Would you guys mind doing something? Or like, would you be do- interested in doing something? Be like, man, you support us all the time. Hell yeah. He's like, oh, will it cost anything? No. I mean, bad business move on my part, but I'm also a dad and know that's a good moment for your kid. Like, let's get the crowd to sing them happy birthday. It's a fun thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And I, you know, while, you know, short term, it might have been something, but you know, you think in the long term, the memories that kid had of getting saying happy birthday to at a show, mm. and he's just going to be talking about it and like, oh man, we, we need to go again. And you know, if, the if you look, more people. If you look on the Destination Pro Instagram feed, there is a picture of him in the ring with us and the biggest smile, and that's awesome. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to go take a look at that because I can only I I have an image in my head and I can just see that smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, that that's some. Um, well, I have cup. I have a category that I like to kind of round off things with. I round. I use it with every guest. Ex- well, except for Warrior because I've had them on so many times now. But one of them is a bit of a random question category where, you know, some might be wrestling related, some might not be. You answer how you see fit. First off, craziest in-match moment. Uh, craziest? I got speared into a lake at a bar show. That was interesting. Huh. Uh, the barbed wire board was not a I'm not a fan of, but I can say I did it. Yeah. Um, I weirdly like making kids cry in <laughs> Chuck's Taylor style, apparently. <laughs> it was quite hilarious to me. Yeah, oh, there's, there's also ones I cannot say on podcasting that uh, I guess statue limitations is still up there. The better stories are the ones after the bar, but you'd have to come up to Thief River and drink with me. So we'll we'll see about making that happen. I know I've seen some crazy stuff with uh, Hell. I was just not too long ago at uh, Revolver in Des Moines, and Jake Crist was in a death match against Joel Bateman, and it ended with them taking four folding chairs and bridging two panes of glass and then Jake Chris manager which I'm actually having him on the show came in with a thing of lighter fluid lit the glass on fire that was something else and then a guy that was actually my best man at my wedding Brandon Juarez Donnie Peppercreek whatever you want to call him well I know Donnie he was in a ladder match, a multi-person ladder match. I think it was Magnum's version of Piggy in the Pig. Uh, they called it Piggy in the Bank. 
but they're a version of Money in the Bank. And, I'm familiar with it. And they had a ladder at the time. They actually had guardrails. They haven't for a while, but they had a ladder bridged from the guardrail to the ring apron. And I'm on the opposite side, and all of a sudden I see Donnie there getting this guy on his back. <laughs> and then I'm like, no. Before I know it, he's leaping, and the ladder just funk. And I see them both disappear <laughs> from the thing. I'm like, oh, damn. Uh, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this co uh, company based in a, they mainly work in Chanhassen, Minnesota called MIW. I vaguely remember hearing about that. Very, I, they were what, before my injury, one of them I would consider like one of my home companies. I worked for a lot and we did a double, double, a double superplex spot. I'm the one taking the superplex. Oh boy. And I was like, oh, I, I like taking superplex. It's a weird thing in my brain. But <laughs> I go to the net. You're working the following weekend. I come up and the owner's like, you owe me two boards. I'm like, what? You broke two boards with your body. <laughs> Damn. Valid point, especially at the time with the way lumber was going up. It's like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, lumber's kind of crazy right now. Everybody has certain things they like to have with them on road trips, indie wrestlers traveling the roads up and down. What are some must-have road trip supplies? Oh, man. So before last year, I was a cigarette smoker. Mm. I'm, I'm almost to a year without having a sober cigarette. I got to get past that drinking one. Then I'm good. Mm. But uh, so pack cigarettes because I would, I've always been stationed in Thiefer. It's my home base. Like uh, my baby sister, or half sister, when she was five, lost her father. So I was raised to take care of your family. So me moving to a more reasonable location like Minneapolis area for bookings, yeah, I will just, I'll eat the miles. I'll do the driving from there so I can still be around for her. And so I would drive five hours one way, five hours back. I have two kids myself, but I like to be around as much as I possibly can. Yeah. So cigarettes, just chain smoking. Like I would be a chimney. Uh, then energy drinks, obviously. But then I realized you do a certain road so much. Netflix and your cell phone. is As long as you know there ain't no deer on that road, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not the good. smartest thing. I would say do it everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, um, and definitely around this these parts, you know, you get out in some of the more rural areas, you're definitely having to watch out for them damn deer. Yeah, it's like uh highway 10 or 59 to 10. I can do it basically with my eyes closed. I'm like, I'll throw it on, no big deal. We'll be <laughs> and a Vix vapor rub. Kind of like I shoot some up the nose mm. right before I go up there. I'm like, all right, I'm awake. I can breathe a little bit. <laughs> nope. That I've that was a a remedy at a past job of mine where we worked with uh, kids with uh, severe behavior issues. Like it was a locked facility attached to a hospital. 
Okay. And good Lord. So, without going into all the gory details, there were some kids that would absolutely flip out to where they get locked up and they would and I've been in there with some they they would literally strip down and just start smearing shit all (laughs) over and if you had to sit in there with them they would bring you some of that to just get under your nose so like wouldn't murder your nostrils yeah because good lord there were times where some of those kids got bad like you'd be going to leave and it would be wafting down the hallway and like i'll go that way yeah but that's like hopefully they get the proper help and the medications and stuff oh yeah myself my wife and I, we have both of these. We have two dogs, an English Bulldog and a Great Dane. And we got three cats, two of which she had before I even met her. Would you consider yourself a dog or a cat person? Oh, dog. 100% dog. Oh, totally. Cats suck. Ooh. <laughs> I, Prissy bitches? <laughs> I'll... I'll uh, definitely consider myself more of a dog person. I we got a Great Dane puppy that she is just attached to me right now. Uh, I'm surprised she isn't laying on the floor right next to me. But there is one cat that she has that we have that she uh, he seems to love the hell out of me. Like literally, I'll be getting ready for bed laying down and all of a sudden he'll just hop up right on my stomach and like lay his head on my beard and i'm like hello yeah uh, we have an aussie is it aussie hellier it's like mixed. It's it's an aussie hellier mix thing uh, i well for the longest time they couldn't get me to agree to finally get an animal and my wife finally broke me down to it and i was like fine but i the dog is technically my wife's and my children's but I reserve the naming rights. Learn that it's all theirs, and so oh. it got named Muda because I am a giant great Muda mark. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, uh, uh, hold on. Let's see if I my little great Muda corner thing. Ooh, yeah. Um, so I have the coolest dog name ever, and but now weirdly I'm so like the dog's attached to me. He comes and hangs out with me. Like right now, he's in my wife's working office, so he's stuck in there. But other than that, when I get home, he's jumping like uh, Aussie Hellier's got hops, dude, like crazy hops. Oh yeah, my our Great Dane puppy. She's getting bigger every day, and I joked with my wife one time that sooner or later we're gonna have to worry about her drinking out of the sink. <laughs> Because we've we've had a great Dane before, and they, I would be sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden, we have like an open area here with the living room and the kitchen, and all of a sudden, I'd hear some lapping up water, and I'd look over, and he'd be like head down in the sink. I'm like, Forrest, get out of the sink!" But uh, 
Yeah, we yeah. had an opportunity. Uh, was I believe Saturday to play semi. He knows what I always wanted was an English bulldog. The British I, bulldogs. Oh yeah. Right, and she sent me a link on Facebook that someone she knew had a had a bunch of puppies, a bunch of bulldogs, and I'm like, I would love one, but our Muda would be so jealous because. <laughs> Even when you, I'm playing with my kids, he's like, no, play with me. I'm like, Fine, <laughs> I'll give you your time. Oh, yeah. Well, my we had two English Bulldogs. One passed away about a week ago. But good, good, good thing with the Bulldogs, though, and I'll send you a link to it. My wife and I actually help out with a rescue called Lucky Bulldog Rescue, and they'll adopt out anywhere. If you're willing to come pick up the dog wherever it's at, they'll adopt it to you. Well, that's cool. And the, the great thing with doing it through rescues and doing the adoption route is they cost about half of what you would get from, like, a breeder. So our, our Hellier we got actually from – one of my wife's co-workers and was the reason I agreed to it was it was free. Hey. I'm, like, I'm not going to say I can't beat the price. And she's like, if we don't pick it up now, it's gonna go to the phone. I'm like, I will take it then. It, that was kind of similar to our English bulldog that we have left. He was with a friend of my wife's and with some health issues and living in an apartment he wasn't able to take care of him the way he should and he knew we had experience with bulldogs so he's like would you mind taking them and like yeah we'll do it <laughs> and he's been with us ever since it gives and, me a little, hopefully like it makes me worried about like once i finally get cleared and get be able to get back on the road i prior to this injury i was gone almost every weekend I obviously took time for my family time, but the dog yeah. really wasn't around then. So now I will also have to not just deal with these kids missing me, yeah. worry about this dog too. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to push me out the door already. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. And you showed a little bit of your corner there before I move on to another question of mine. I'm hoping to get a setup when I finally get everything done. I consider myself a bit of a collector of you know, wrestling autographs and stuff. I got the poster from the warrior show that I got signed by. Well, I guess he's now going again by Bronson Reed, you know, Jeff Cobb and all sorts of guys that were on the show. And then the revolver show got, Billy Starks, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, all those guys. Although when it comes to wrestling and I, this is going to be like front and center. I am extremely proud of this. I have signed ring worn kick pads from Alex Cologne. Oh, cool. That I'm like, I even found a picture of him wearing them in a match. And I'm like, mm, I'm, Shadow box that shit and just right in there with a cool it. display piece, man. Oh yeah. I've I've got some and I've even started getting into 
wrestling figures more for i'm not one of those that like you see oh matt cardona and those guys that you know they're like all out of the box and loose and this if i get one that i already have from somebody given to me for a gift Mm -hmm. i'll i'll consider opening that one but i like to have at least one that i could at least potentially get autographed because i got keith lee swerve rich swan hangman adam page lance archer jeff cobb all like all in protectors ready to go and i'm like ah, i just need to get the time and the money to get that displayed up and going yeah i i collect i do collect figures mainly but uh i do use um the old uh, what are they called Tara pros from japan i have a big shelf full of them that was kind of like i realized once i turned 30 and i had, was married and had kids you can be the dork that you always wanted to be you don't gotta be cool anymore yeah. so just embrace it have fun with it i don't go out drinking anymore like i can waste my money on stupid things like action figures <laughs> keeps me out of trouble oh yeah and i've even gotten into the the funkos where I don't have as many autographed. I think I really only have the one, and I only bought that one because the guy was coming to a comic book shop here in Omaha, mm-hmm. and my friend was like, hey, you want to go meet him? I'm like, uh, sure. And it ended up being uh, Jason David Frank. Oh, right on. I got one of the Green Ranger Funko Pops and got him to autograph it. And the Funko it, Plunge is not the one I've, I've not done that one. I I literally I very much limit myself with the wrestling Avengers, the movie Avengers. I don't do the other ones. And then I do some DC, but not much. And then Jurassic Park. Okay. I think I have all of in the Jurassic World Dominion line, I have all the humans right now. But uh, when I got to meet Jason David Frank, that was like right a couple months before the unfortunate incident with him. And I'll, I always look back on the picture I had with him where he's literally holding the Funko after he signed it. Like you see them on the TV show holding the morphine thing. Time thing. Oh, sweet. He, he's literally holding it like that. And I always joke around about people asking for like, certificates of authenticity i'm like there he's holding, he's holding it well you know what you could do is get a ouija put that in the middle of the picture and maybe someone mm-hmm. if you're into the dark arts not so much i've i've had some i don't know which way i believe in that or if i don't but I've definitely had some experiences where it sure as hell would explain a lot. <laughs> where you definitely don't want a Ouija board around. Yes. I, I understand. Yeah. understand. <laughs> I, I like helping out at haunted houses here in town. My wife helps out with one that I occasionally help with. 
I like being the one doing the scaring, not so much when it's done to me. <laughs> yeah, that's so, the funny thing is my wife is a big uh, horror movie slash like she loves Scream. I love comedy movies. Like that's my thing. Like I don't want to get scared all the time, man. But then the last night we're going to bed, I didn't know they made a Jeepers Creepers three, mm. and now there's a fourth one apparently. And we put it on, and I looked at her. I'm like, "Thank you. This is the worst movie in the best way possible." <laughs> yeah. It's just such terrible acting. I'm like, I oh love man. But I, I love like comedy horror movies are my jam. Mm. Like Psycho Goreman is amazing. <laughs> I might have to check that one out. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's another. That's a mm. classic. Army I'm, of Darkness is probably my all-time favorite movie. That that is a classic one. I I remember. I'm going to say he even got in. It was one of the last Mortal Kombat games. I swear I remember him being in one of them. He Mortal Kombat ten had a video. You know what? I think I think I remember something about that. Because I don't game much, but I bought that one. I I don't game as much as I used to. I have been playing. We bring up Mortal Kombat. I have been playing some uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven. I've I think I'm, I'm I have the Xbox Series S, and I've been kind of getting through a lot more of the achievements. I think I'm at about 92% on that one right now. Nice. There's one, there's the only ones I have left are going to take me a little bit to get. (laughs) But uh, another thing I have, uh, well, those watching, the watch the YouTube version, I've been drinking my spotted cow I got it on a trip to Green Bay, Wisconsin. My and don't don't hate me. My my entire side of my family is lifelong Green Bay Packer fans. We've been we've been like my mom used to live up there. I still got relatives up there. I kind of got born into it. But I finally got to go to my first game up at Lambeau and I brought back a shit ton of this stuff. So growing up, uh, my my actual father loves the Vikings. Fucking die hard, weirdly obsessed with the Vikings. Stepfather, Packers. <laughs> Me, I was a pot smoking skateboarding kid that didn't shit about either. <laughs> so I would just whichever one I was looking to annoy. I guess I'm the opposite guys fan at the moment, and. I, when my stepfather passed away, I was gifted his leather Green Bay Packers jacket. And I'm just waiting for the right time to, like, my actual dad to piss me off. I'm like, I guess this is what I'm wearing from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I Weirdly, like, I athletically growing up, weightlifting was always my thing. I hung out with skateboarders, BMX or stuff. I was in that jackass generation. Mm. Actual team sports being talked to by a coach is not for this guy's head i very just really combated that i was in with a little bit of everybody i remember being a lifeguard in my hometown and little kids left their bike there one time and they hadn't been back for a while to get it and some people 
that I worked with dared me to take it off the high board, like write it off the high board. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you get the manager to okay it and sure. And well, the manager okayed it. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to do it now. <laughs> you didn't even say if you hit a certain price point, like 50 I, bucks, I'm on. I, I should have. I should have. But, uh, oh, I was going to say, bringing up, you know, my spotted cow here. What would you say is a favorite drink of yours, whether alcoholic or non, or one of both? Oh, man. So I am a very hydrated person. I like, I like to, I would prefer to drink things more than eat things. Uh, right now, I am addicted to ghost energy drinks. Those are primarily those are- mango. Or any of the Sour Patch Kids version. Oh. They're amazing. Those, those are, yes. Those are my treats for the day. Um, and then, uh, alcohol-wise, it changes. So, I used to drink a lot more in my earlier 20s or so. And I was primarily I was young. So, natural ice, red dog, anything cheap. And a lot of it I could get. And I could get, forget the night. That's awesome. Well, but I guess I finally grew up a little bit. I like PBRs. Uh, thanks to Eric Cannon, bastard. <laughs> and then uh, my cousin that's in the military, he's a PBR guy too. So we'll, we'll drink that. Um, I digress more into like CBD now to relax. Mm. But uh, I was on whiskey for a long time. The honey Jack Daniels was. Oh. And now I am, when I do drink, I like tequila. Mm. Not the rocks tequila. Sorry, it's too expensive. Well, actually, I have found it that particular type of tequila here in Omaha for relatively cheap compared to like the one George Clooney used to own that was like $60, $80 a bottle. Yeah, I, I remember the- when I started drinking, it was $10 bottles of vodka of Barton. <laughs> Alan chug of it. He can find like, hey, will you go buy us me 10 bucks? And like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know what the mixing levels are. So if mm. you're like this much vodka and a flash or whatever you can get, yeah. I can't even touch the stuff anymore. But uh, so anything above $10, you're asking pricey. <laughs> no, I, I get you there. And you bring up the Jack Honey. I stumbled on this one night because I'm a bit of a Dr. Pepper fiend myself. I had a shooter of the Jack Honey one time, and I'm like, hmm. Dumped it in there with the Dr. Pepper, and holy crap. Very good, yeah. I did that one time when I was drinking with my mom, actually. I had the bottle of Jack Daniels, and my wife had Dr. Pepper. I tried that. It's a good mix. I do like Oh, yeah. And... Another good mix. Uh, I know there's a name of it that is escaping me, but I ended up having it on my uh, on my honeymoon was where I first started having it. Where we went on an Alaskan cruise and they had one of these robot bars where like you pressed on this like iPad looking thing and you're like, okay, mix this, this, and this, and then the robot did all the nice. and it ended up being like jack coke and grenadine and i'm like basically tasted like a jack and cherry coke that sounds really good oh my, man my buddy had a shot that we uh 
we called it a what was it a, a reptile venom because they ended up looking like a weird green mixture but it was a three wise men with midori and orange juice and it was if you ever had a stressful day and you're just like i just don't want to remember this day start your drinking but you finish with that because the son of a bitch hits you in stages and it's the only time we went to an after party and i'm like I need to go home, man. Like I'm on stage two and I'm done. <laughs> I made it. I'm alive, so I can't complain too much. But we've, oh, had yeah. also, we've had other people do that same test. They don't make it. <laughs> oh, I've definitely been there. Oh boy, the drinking stories I have from my deployment. I should. Yeah, I one I liked it. What I I will share one that I like to tell a lot of people. We were in Singapore and my friends and I, we got, you had to apply for staying off the ship overnight in a foreign port. And we went and we got absolutely hammered. Like we paid for this upgrade to where like, there was a guest with only this upgrade bar. And most of the people, they go up, grab one, maybe two at a time we'd be grabbing two or three at a time going up multiple times. And I remember we got called back to the ship early and it was around midnight. And I was the unfortunate one to sleep right by the room phone. And I kid you not, I, d I don't remember any of this. I got told about it after, but they were like, oh, we need you back here by midnight. And I just, we're midnight it's so it's already midnight i can't be in two places at once guy hung up on me <laughs> anyways everybody has and i've asked this question to a lot of people well, a lot of people have different advice for those wanting to get into wrestling what would you say is your best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling do not rush into it I, I rushed in. I was, I got trained on a Native American reservation by a man that should not have been training people. And it took, I had to fight for everything I, as good places I've gotten to. If I would have waited and actually done my education and went and got better training in places that should be training people, it, you can't take away starting off on the right foot. Because you're already starting, you know, people that start like me that just rushed into it, you are 10 steps behind people that are just starting because their trainers are going to help them. And you, things that you're going to have to learn through trial and error because your trainer sucked and didn't know these things, they're being told, <laughs> look at this door. And it is what it is. Like my son, uh, my oldest, has ambitions to eventually wrestle. I told him I would get him started with basics and show him what I can, but he needs to go to an actual proper school and have crediting to it and do it properly. Learn from my mistakes. And then there's that. So find a good school. Yeah. Don't, and also, there are so many things in professional wrestling. You don't have to be a professional wrestler. That is just one small aspect. Like, there are the physical toll you put your body into. 
certain people's bodies just can't do it. And it it's not a slight at you personally. And it's just what we do is very hard. I was very protective of the way I do, and I still got hurt. And don't take it as like, oh, they're not they're telling me that I can't do it because I don't belong. No, people are probably telling you it because for your own safety. Yeah. There are referee positions that man, a great referee is an amazing thing to have. Oh um, yeah. Even like music attendance or helping with tickets, like. Never feel as long as you're contributing to the big picture, you don't always got to be a star. It takes a lot more people to make a movie than just the cast. Oh, yeah. You, and you bring up a good point, you know, all the different possibilities. You know, you got you got the behind the scenes people, you got the commentators, you got the refs, you got the ring announcers, all all sorts of different opportunities that you know, if you're well, like me. I've seen so many trainers be like, give me this certain money. I'll train you no matter what. I'll get you in the ring when the people in the ring should not be in there. It's not safe for them. not safe for the people you're putting them in there. And you are being a bad human being by saying, hey, and you're putting those people, their future, their lives at risk. It's oh, yeah. And you're, it's not like you're not giving them confidence. Everyone should be able to try. Yeah. But at the same time, you need to come with a realization like, not for everybody. Oh, yeah. Nope. I definitely, when uh, going back to Magnum Wrestling, they held a pro wrestling boot camp a few years ago. Coincidentally, at the hotel that I was put in the night before I left for boot camp. So I was like, I was like, hmm, I'm going to try this. And I even got a hotel room for the night, but that's a whole nother story. But, you know, they did some of the basics. They let you run the ropes. It takes some bumps. And I'm, I'm telling you, even those simple bumps, like, holy crap, I was walking funny for about a week. Yeah. yeah so, There's certain people that are just like, your body is, one, if you don't have enough, like, I'm not going to say if you're a tiny person, you can't wrestle because that it's 2023. That's a stupid thing to think of. But having some weight to your body, you basically they Jerry Lynn says every time you take a bump, it's a car wreck. And if you're my pinky, my thumb can handle it a lot better than my pinky finger. That that is a good point. You have yeah, that shock absorption, that uh, that little bit of a cushion there. I mean, obviously you don't want to be out of shape, but if you have a little bit to you, you have that. You have to have that athletic ability. Like, you can't just assume, like, okay, was everyone says, oh, Kevin Owens, because he's got a gut. But he's an anomaly, man. Like, he's so mm-hmm. good at everything. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just one of those. You ever see those things on uh, Reels or Instagram where you see, like, a mm-hmm. heftier dude doing crazy gymnastic stuff? That's one in a million. Yeah. Come on, guy. Like, you know what a professional wrestler looks like. Give it a try. That's for sure. But don't just be like, oh, I'm like this so-and-so person. Oh, yeah. How many Mick Foley's were there? How many Kevin Owens are there? But there's so many of these others. Yeah. The anomalies yeah. come and go. They, are, they don't come and go. But oh, yeah. Few and far between. Like, and hey, I love being proven wrong. I love it. I like if I'm ever 
I can be kind of a hard ass on people and I'm not mean unless I care. Yeah. And if I like, I like to challenge people like show me this and if, or um, put your money where your mouth is. You say you're going to do it, show me and I'll glad I, I have not, I'm not a prideful man. I can eat my words and say I was wrong. Glad to do it. I love to do it. It's the best. Because oh, yeah. you're proud of that person. You're like, hey, you put the work in. Oh yeah. Keep doing that stuff. Yeah. And I, I can I can imagine, you know, when you have a hand in bringing somebody in and you kind of you tell them something like that to kind of challenge them, but then they go and they prove you wrong and you're like, okay, no. you, you did it. All right. There's more Make- than one way to cut a pizza, man. <laughs> and and like, I, I won't ever just say, hey, my way is the only way it needs to be done. Because again, yeah. I can be proven wrong. And I'm man enough to admit, like, hey, I was wrong on this. Oh, yeah. And before we end things, I you brought up Kevin Owens there. I actually <laughs> ran into him at Disney World once. I dropped, and it wasn't any, like, big, long conversation, but I had, like, tripped and dropped something. I went to pick it up, and as I'm getting up, he's walking by me, and I noticed that that T-Rex tattoo he had, mm-hmm. that he has, and I'm like, oh, my God. I literally, like, fangirl ran to my wife. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> But that is about all I have for tonight. Before we go, where can people find you? So if they don't have their eyes on you and they don't have their eyes on Destination Pro, they can go ahead and get them there. So uh, I'm trying to pull up right now. The best thing for me, uh, Instagram is the one I have more fun with. I enjoy Instagram. Facebook is just, it is what it is. And Twitter is hot off. Yeah. I cannot stand I, I have it, it is a uh, necessary evil for promoting things yeah so I have it I think it's like Josh underscore priceless and then there's the destination pro one too and then my Instagram is priceless Josh and then destination PW for destination pro uh, Facebook Josh the director Josh price uh, most fans somehow find my real life one. So if you're cool and you're not too weird, I usually add you. I had to get a little more selective on that. Yeah. And some people got a little too weird. I can imagine. I, I hear stories about it all the time. Oh, my uh, my wife tried signing up my kids for that uh, Facebook messenger thing. And someone tried adding them. That's the way in the day. I'm like, Nope, no more. Yep, nope. I dig. that's a line that you definitely don't want to cross unless you're like a close personal. Unless I know you for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, yeah, there's Instagram is. I always say Facebook's more of my real life. Twitter is more of my professional stuff, and then Instagram is the more blended because i i hang out with my kids 90 percent of the time nowadays i gotta <laughs> occasionally post something stupid that they do and, and they're gonna be eight and eleven they're definitely gonna do something stupid fast 
oh yeah, they're get they're getting to that age where some questionable activities where you're gonna be rubbing your head like what the hell? Oh, so luck out with boys. Hopefully, they can just wipe it off with some dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub some dirt and you'll be fine. But uh, we'll be sure to add uh, stuff in the description for the social medias. Yeah. Also, follow, oh, yeah. Uh, look up Destination Pro on YouTube. We hmm. just uh, had the debut of Arrival, which is oh, now yes. more of our branded YouTube show. And I'll be starting to be dropping on Sundays at 11 in the morning. And that's actually even an old AWA throwback. We found out that was the time that they dropped the TV show. A little oh, not. Oh, yeah. No, we'll definitely add the uh, links to that in the description. But anyways, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And uh, best of luck with the upcoming stuff there for Destination Pro. Yeah, thank you. Okay.